and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians podcast. Thank you for joining your hosts, Tierra and Jack, what is now episode number 35 of our Road to 2021 series. So before Tierra gets stuck into her week, we just wanted to remind you guys that if you do enjoy this podcast, please remember to repost this episode onto your Instagram story. Also, if you are listening via Apple Podcasts, it would mean a lot to us if you could please leave us a rating. And if you are interested in checking out our coaching services, you can head over to our website just by searching The Bodybuilding Dietitians on Google. You can also find the link in the show notes below and any of our Instagram bios as well. And just a heads up, we don't just coach comp prep competitors. So anyone with a health and fitness goal, please feel free to check out our services. So without further ado, Tierra, how's your past week been? Well, I think that this past week has turned absolutely wonderful because we now have a family of four. Yesterday, we did pick up our newest family member. His name is Boston, and he is a chocolate merle border collie who we have been anticipating getting ever since we kind of got Sam, right? We got Sam about a year ago, and I think you guys can uh, hear him squeaking in the background there. Maybe he might be picked up if the gain is high enough, but we got a new border collie yesterday and now we have two border collies. So Sam, who we got one year ago, she is one years old and Boston is just eight weeks and he is a total sweetheart, isn't he Jack? Yeah, he's very nice. He's he's definitely different to Sam. He's a bit more chilled out. Yeah. And yeah, apologize if he features in the background a little bit, but can't do much about I'm sure. I'm sure people won't mind, you know, a few squeaks here and there. I think it's almost his dinner time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, he is so calm. He's like a dream puppy. I can't believe it. He must know that we are bodybuilders because last night, right, he didn't make a peep the entire night. He didn't make one squeak, one cry. We slept through the entire night, which was just incredible. But I was also like in a little bit of a daze where you, Jack, as well. You know, because like I was almost scared that he was going to cry out. Like, I don't know, subconsciously, I was like, man, is he making noise yet? Like in my sleep. Yeah, I was, um, I didn't have the best sleep, but I had a very good sleep mm-hmm. considering it was the first night. Cause yeah, like you, I was kind of just um, almost, anticipating, yeah, right? I was like lucid dreaming, anticipating for that crying to start. Yeah, but luckily it didn't. But yeah, we posted a lot of pictures, a lot of videos of him on our personal pages, right? And they even have their own little Instagram account called Tales of Two Collies. So you guys can always go and follow that if you want to follow the adventures of Sam and Boston. But they're like already best friends, you know, because they are siblings. They both share the same dad. So they're already getting along so well. They slept together last night. They're already playing. So um, it's really a dream. Yeah, I think um, Sam definitely already wants to play, but she's about five times the size. So (laughs) in a few weeks, I'm sure Boston will be raring to go. Yeah, we're going to be feeding him in lots because we want a big border collie. (laughs) We want Boston to be big. So yeah, should uh, (laughs) have just really looking forward to it. But I guess it is a little bit courageous of us to get a puppy when we're, you know, I'm seven weeks out, you're 14 weeks out right in the, you know, the midst of prep. So we definitely took a a chance there, didn't we? Yeah. I mean, the thing I was most worried about was just sleep, but I don't think that'll be an issue. And yeah, it's, it's not like he's going to interfere with any aspect of our lives where Mm -hmm. we, we need to be prepping. So 
yeah, I'm fully confident that training nutrition will basically stay the same because like we already have one dog. Yeah, exactly. As long as he lets us get some ziz, but things are off to a very good start. You know, let's keep up this streak. <laughs> yep, one day in. <laughs> Woohoo! All right. But yeah, other than that, obviously massive perk of our week, getting a new family member. This past week in terms of prep was a really solid week. So the week before, just for a reminder, right? my weight plateaued. So I plateaued around 63 kilograms. So decided to do a small macro drop where I just brought my low carb days down from 200 grams of carbs down to 175 grams of carbs per day for five days of the week. And I just kept fats at 35 grams and kept protein at 160 grams per day. And then kept my two high carb days the same at 325 carb, 35 fat, 160 protein. Anyway, it was amazing. That tiny little nudge of 25 grams of carbs, my weight finally went whoosh, right? And it dropped from 63 kilograms down to 62.3 kilograms. So a good 700 gram loss. So I was really happy with that. Kind of felt like it was a bit of compound interest from the week before, you know, cause I knew things were happening behind the scenes, but the scale just wasn't reflecting it. But yeah, I'm really happy with that weight drop and um, feeling really good this week, you know, and pretty confident that I'm probably gonna hit into the high 61s this coming week. So. Right now we are recording this on the 4th of January, 2021. And I am just under seven weeks out from the first show, the IFBB Queensland state title. So 48 days out as of today. And not long to go. Not long at all, at all man. You know, like clock's ticking, like the days just freaking fly. So if you're not working, right? Like, boy, you're screwed. <laughs> But yeah, pretty much now that I'm 62.3 kilograms and weights, you know, moving in a good direction at a good pace. And I'm estimating that I'm now under three kilograms off from my stage weight. My stage weight's going to be somewhere around probably 59 and a half kilograms. So yeah, should be good in the next 48 days to get down to that very achievable at this rate. So yeah, feeling really good. But at the same time, like obviously really happy with my weight drop but I feel as though with large weight drops, you really feel them, right? Like sometimes when the body recognizes that, whoa, <laughs> right? Like I have had quite a significant drop in comparison to my total body weight as a percentage, that kind of hits you. And for the first time this past prep, that really did hit me this past week. You know, I just definitely felt a little bit more fatigued, certainly more food focused, certainly more hungry. There were points in the day where like, I just kind of felt like my brain was like mashed potatoes, you know, like I just didn't feel as cognitively sharp. And I guess that's just, you know, a matter of fact of dieting, mm. right? Not as much glucose up in that cranium. <laughs> yeah. Your body's just really trying to conserve everything it has. And I definitely felt like that before my diet break started. Mm. Yeah. But at the same time, it's kind of a sign that, you know, things are working, mm. right? The diet's working. So yeah, I guess that's just a side effect of it. But Obviously it just plays in so well with having those five low days and those, those two high carb days. I just feel like it's that perfect balance of, you know, grinding out for five days straight and then two days eat hella bananas. I think I ate like eight bananas across two days. It was pretty wonderful, but yeah, uh, other than that, you know, solid weight drop, weight should keep dropping this coming week. Pretty confident with that. So obviously these macros have me in a deficit, yo. So 
keeping at that 175 grams of carbs on my low days, which it's very achievable, you know, compared to the 200 grams carb days, literally just slightly reduced my cream of wheat and my oats by like five to 10 grams each, slightly reduced the fruit in my nice cream, you know, like little five grams of carbs here and there and pretty simple. So it was very achievable and uh, yeah, pretty good. And how's training been going? Training's actually been freaking solid this week. Again, hit some solid PBs on my lower body. My, I think like my two main lower body movements right now are really my lunges, like my Bulgarians and my Smith machine lunges. Bulgarians, I did 32 kilogram kettlebells each hand for three by 10. Never done that before in my life. And what's pretty neat is that back when we came out of isolation and when we went to World's Gym Mount Gravatt, I was only holding a 32 kilogram kettlebell in one hand and I was doing like single leg, obviously Bulgarians, but I was like, you know, holding on to a squat rack pole for stability. Mm. So in the space of six months, I've doubled that weight for reps. So really, really happy with that, but certainly pushing it, you know, like I just really felt prep this week, you know, it did definitely feel hard. And especially when it got to Saturday, I think I got in, into my own head a little bit and it was just those goddamn Smith machine lunges, man. Like sometimes these, these exercises that are really tough, right? Like they can just cause you a bit of underlying anxiety. And like, you kind of are thinking about them all day and you can work them up to be so much more and so much more difficult and scary than they actually are in your head. And on Saturday, right, I was back to my low carb days and I knew I had to do my Smith machine lunges for that fifth full body workout of the week. And I even said to you, I'm like, Jack, I'm not feeling it today. You know, like I'm really not feeling, I'm feeling nervous. I just, I can't get out of my own head. Like feel like my head's like spinning at a thousand miles an hour. And you're kind of just like, just get it done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just thank you for those I simple think, words. I think you needed to hear anything else. Yeah. Just get it done. And I got it done, man. You know, sometimes you just got to stop thinking and just freaking do. Might take 10, 15 minutes or anywhere from two to four sets. But then after that, it's done. You exactly. don't need to think about it. It's, yeah. And you set the tone for a good session. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I just got it done. And you know, Instagram really helps in that case, holding you accountable. I always film those things on my stories and it almost helps keep me accountable to always doing them because I'm not gonna lie, like the tough stuff scares the shite out of me, right? Like lunges really scare me. Heavy lunges, they freak me the heck out, especially when I'm in a really large deficit in the depths of prep, okay? That's scary stuff. A lot of people probably have a movement like that, you know, like a squat or a deadlift, maybe even a leg press, who knows? But I think we all have that movement that scares us, right? especially when we're dieting. Sometimes you just gotta suck it up and just like stop thinking about it and just fricking do it. And once you're under the bar, right? You realize this actually isn't as heavy as I thought it would be, right? I worked this up to be so much more than it was in my head. So just fricking got it done. And yeah, got it done, right? That's <laughs> what matters most. Absolutely. But yeah, still pushing and so yeah, just under seven weeks out now. And what's pretty cool is that this prep until the first show was 21 weeks long right? So I'm now in that final third and I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling very good. I'm feeling confident that as long as I obviously keep following the plan, keep putting in the work, right? It's just all coming to fruition. Like I'm really starting to see my body change every single day, seeing a lot more veins in my abs. This past week I saw my glute hamstring tie in for the first week. So every single day it's just all coming together. So 
really excited. And this next coming week, I've actually got a bikini fitting with Fit Angel Bikini. So that should be really exciting to try on a few bikinis, see which bikini I'm going to wear on stage. And yeah, things are just going well. Yeah, so it's been a... So you're buying a new bikini then? Not buying a new one, but I am going to rent one. It's much cheaper to rent them than to Mm, buy them. I bet. Yeah. (laughs) That's actually, that's a little good plug for our other podcast episode 101, where we talked about how to save money during prep. Yeah, some great topics in that one. And I give my (laughs) two cents on on female jewel... I can't pronounce that word. Jewelry. Jewelry. It's a tough word to spell as well. It's kind of like comfortable. Have you ever tried like comfortable? Yes. Yes. Anyway, comfortable jewelry. That's what you want. Go to Kmart. But anyway, yeah, that was pretty much my week. And I guess the other thing is that it was announced by AWNBS that Tier they will not be having a show in season A, which is really unfortunate because I've always wanted to compete with AWNBS, especially after prepping Kate, you know, in 2019, and she won the bikini title in season A, right? She was my very first ever comp prep client. She competed with AWS and won the overall bikini, which was just amazing. She looked freaking incredible. Like those glutes, man, what the heck? But <laughs> anyway, I uh, really wanted to compete with AWNBS because they're such an amazing federation, all female, and then they tie in with the WNBF, but they announced they're only going to be doing a season B show. So turns out that unless I push for INBA in the very beginning of June, most likely my last show will be on the 8th of May for the ICN Nationals down in New South Wales. Yeah, and it, we might be finishing at the same time. We might not. We'll yeah. have to wait and see. Exactly. We'll have to wait and see what we feel like in May, right? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's pretty much that. So if I don't do INBA, then pretty much I'll just be doing five shows this season in just under three months. So two for IFBB, three for ICN. And that's a good amount of shows, man. Mm. That is a good amount Five's of shows. a good number. Very good. Definitely. But that was pretty much my week. It was a solid week. And I'm looking forward to moving into this next coming week with the addition of a puppy. And Jack, how was your past week? Cool. So yeah, I had a very good week. And... Basically, I, I finished my diet break. Mm-hmm. So that kind of extended from Saturday to this following Friday. And I also did a deload week at the same time. So yeah, overall it went incredibly well and it did what the diet break was planned to do. So there, there obviously is some discrepancy in terms of the evidence regarding, okay, does it reverse any metabolic adaptation? How long does that take? all that kind of stuff. And I guess the hormones as well. Like I know realistically there isn't going to be any change hormonally in Mm -hmm. that time really. Yeah. It's not just not enough time. It's too acute. Mm. But I think for certain individuals, potentially there is room for some reverse and metabolic adaptation. And we know that I adapt very quickly to an increase in energy. So, and based on how I'm feeling today and yesterday and the subsequent days, like I think there may have been some, reversing that yeah i don't think anyone could argue with the fact that eating more food after you've been dieting for months makes you feel at least a little bit better Mm. (laughs) most definitely the the elimination of a lot of diet fatigue was the most prominent effect Mm -hmm. and like that just came through eating more food and having some more palatable foods as well and basically that felt like like i wasn't thinking about my next meal straight after finishing the other one and I was just going about almost normally, like in my off season, which was very nice. Mm-hmm. 
So we did have a bet going, Jack, on how many days it would take you into the diet break to, you know, start thinking like, yeah, I'm feeling pretty recovered now. You know, I'm pretty keen to start getting back into dieting. So how many days exactly was that? So I think that was probably on Wednesday or Thursday. And the thing is, mentally, I was ready to go with the diet. But obviously, I'm at that point with body fat where you're always going to look forward to the next meal obviously not to the extent before the diet break but food is an enjoyment as opposed to the off season where for me it was more of a struggle Mm -hmm. so yeah that's that's probably the overlying thing with the with the diet break and that mentally it really got me going and made me made me feel positive of course i got extra fullness from it as well like i was pumped i recovered well and especially in conjunction with the with the deload as well physically uh, it also had some great benefits too. Yeah, it definitely had a great benefit, you know, for our lawn because by the <laughs> fifth day, right, you were out there mowing, <laughs> which was really nice. So I very, I'm very grateful for those increased meat levels for sure. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't catch me doing that on a low day. That's no, for sure. let's be honest. I'm usually the one out there mowing the lawn, trying to burn an extra few kilocals. <laughs> yeah, well, at least you enjoy it. Yeah, you know, you plug in a podcast, mow the lawn. It's a good time, right? Mm. And you get a bit of a tan, you know, wave to the neighbor, sup dog. I don't want to deprive you of that enjoyment. That's usually why I let you do it. Well, I gave it to you because let's be honest, it was my fifth low carb day of the (laughs) week and it was your fifth high carb day of the week. So, you know, I think that that was a fine trade off. Mm, Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, you know, how many days was that like, that was on the fifth day, would you say? Yeah, that was on the fifth day. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I started on low days from Saturday. I did have a change. So basically I've started a new block now from today of training. So that's another six week block. And then at the end of that, I'll also have another diet break, which will be great. And my new macros are gonna be four low days and three high days. So my high days are gonna be the same as the diet break. So 525 carb, 60 fat, 250 protein. My low days will be 275 carb, 60 fat, and 250 protein. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the low days are getting getting there, getting low now for me. Mm-hmm. And like, inter- interestingly enough, today coming off the diet break, I just I just felt really good. Like training was really solid. I trained in the morning, which I'm probably gonna continue. I find that in the morning, I just have a lot more clarity and mental focus and mm-hmm. mental drive, uh, as opposed to like mid afternoon or early afternoon when you're kind of starting to slag a little bit and you might be a bit mentally fatigued. Yeah. Um, and that's why we're strategic when, when we do our work, right? Like we always schedule our clients in the morning and then in the afternoon and we train middle of the day. Mm. Yeah, but I guess you trained in the morning today because with Boston, we're taking shifts now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we just have to be around him until he grows up a little bit. But mm-hmm. I think it'll probably be something I keep in for the rest of prep where I probably trained in the morning on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and then Saturday, uh, Friday, Saturday, when I'm on high carbs anyway, uh, I'll be probably going in the, in the afternoon because that'll work out best for our schedules. But um, yeah, overall, the, the diet break was a great success and looking forward to crushing this next block. I probably, I'm estimating probably, this morning I weighed 82.2, and in the diet break, basically I went up from around 82.6 on average to 83.1 on average. And I had a big whoosh this morning mm-hmm. back down to 82.2. Is that a tied low? Uh, it's 100 grams off a, t- off a low. Okay. So I'll probably get a new low tomorrow uh, morning is what I'm predicting. It's Monday today. 81s? 
We'll wait and see, yeah. We will wait and see. I'm not someone to call the shots before they happen. We have no choice but to wait and see, do we? (laughs) Yeah. And, yeah, I probably have about five kilos or so at least to go. Mm -hmm. And definitely should be able to lose about three kilos of that this block, which will leave around two to three next block as well. So that works out perfectly since we've got about 14 weeks left. Epic. Feels good to be on track. Really proud of you. And I want to ask about food, right? So obviously Jack Radford Smith eating 275 grams of carbs for four days of the week. What are you eating? Yeah, so I've made quite a few changes because I anticipated that this was going to be harder. So far it's not, but I know it's definitely going to get harder. So I've obviously had to accommodate for that, choose some more high volume foods while eating lower carbs so for breakfast basically i'm having overnight oats and Mm. the key ingredient there is chia seeds i find because they really thicken up the oats overnight hence the title overnight oats that's what we learned in food science chia and it's gel (laughs) Mm, yeah so that's how chia pudding is made because it basically forms that gel and creates that gel like consistency and then i just top that i've subbed out strawberries instead of blueberries now um, or subbed out blueberries for strawberries, I should say. And yeah, they're ridiculously low in carbs. Like like 100 grams is 2.9 grams of carbs, I think. Yeah. Oh, 3.6, 3.8. Yeah, very low, whatever. Yeah, like almost too good to be true. Mm. I think we're going to have to do our own food analysis on strawberries just to double check this. Because like I am eating personally hella strawberries in my nice cream. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I've had people message me saying, is this entry correct on my fitness pal? Because... Yeah. It's so low, but if nut tab says so, you know, yeah, I, I ain't complaining. And then lunch, this is where it gets high volume, even more high volume. So basically having some mixed veg potatoes are finally back after mm-hmm. about two year hiatus. And I'm also having an egg white omelet as well. And then post-workout is quite similar. I'm just taking out the banana. Uh, it's actually surprising how carb dense bananas are, which, um, yeah, so that's that's finally going, unfortunately. Yeah, because Still like, around in my high days, though. 100 grams of banana is around 20 grams of carbs. Yeah. Right? And 100 grams of strawberries, like we just said, is 3.8 grams of carbs. Mm. So for the same volume of food, you're, you know, getting a hell of a lot less calories. Yeah. I would even say strawberries is higher volume. Yeah, like, that's true. They definitely waft up the most in nice cream like the best fruits for nice cream are definitely strawberry and pineapple Mm. i find those are the top two i would definitely rank those above banana and mango like banana and mango are still good right but well depends if you if you want it just really dense and thick Mm -hmm. then then mango and banana are great yeah obviously but that's the thing right so if someone's having nice cream like for example myself in the off season i'll put hella banana in there and more mango right but then if my carbs get slashed then you go for strawberries but you like psychologically you don't really notice because you're still eating the same mm. volume of food totally yeah so basically i'm just having cream of wheat with flour and protein powder like mm-hmm. really simple but topping that with some peanut butter still and yeah that's that's pretty high volume i just make it a few hours before I need it. And then it retrogradades either in the fridge or on the bench. And yeah, have literally like, it's a big bowl. (laughs) It is a big bowl. And then dinner is, has been the same for ages. I just add more veg when I need. So it's like um, seven or eight different types of veg and then some kangaroo mints. And uh, I started um, even poaching some eggs in the middle of that, which is nice. And yeah, that's, that's it. I'm having, I haven't really been having any diet foods like mm-hmm. 
artificially sweetened things. The like I'm not having any diet jelly or uh, diet soft drinks or anything. I am occasionally having some Mount Franklin sparkling waters with like some of them have an essence of lime or something like that. Yeah. I find that I I honestly enjoy that more than having like a diet Pepsi because like. If I drink a can of Diet Pepsi, I know I want six more. Yeah. And I probably will have six more. So uh, I'd much rather have something that isn't as Moorish. And I find that even carbonated water without any flavor is... Uh, is re- I just enjoy it and it it, um, it helps a little bit after a meal. Yeah. It feels really nice to not be reaching for those diet foods. Like mm. by all means, if you need them, right, to stay on track, to feel satiated and sane go for it, right? Especially things like diet jelly and diet soft drinks. Like by all means, those things are like negligible in calories. But mm. gosh, even this prep, I haven't been reaching. I haven't even had any konjac noodles yet, right? Like last prep, konjac noodles were on sale, right? And I bought like 60 packets or something, <laughs> probably got through 20. I still have 40 in the cupboard, right? Mm. There's so many konjac noodles in there. They almost didn't let you walk out the door. No, they didn't. Like all these people at the supermarket came up to me and they're like, is she allowed to buy that many? And they're like, yeah, whatever, man. We just want to sell them. Dude, um, there was literally like a thousand packets I know, in the there's the, like a freaking huge ass barrel. Anyway, now they're all in my cupboard. They're about a year old, but I used to eat those. I'll start having them eventually. Yeah. But I'm glad I haven't reached for them yet because I, even though konjac noodles, like, right, it's just water and some konjac fiber, right? Mm. I did, I was adding those a lot to my food last prep and like, they're not many calories per se, right? But like, I did definitely notice a difference to my digestion and I felt like sometimes my stomach was like as hard as a rock, definitely didn't feel as lean or as tight in my core. And I was even having a lot of like those iced coffees last prep where I would just put decaf iced coffee with a bunch of water and uh, some ice and a little bit of sweetener in my food processor. And it would be the size of an ice cream, but it was just so much air and like really cheap decaffeinated coffee that would make me bloated as hell. And I've avoided that all this prep. And it's been amazing. Like I have not experienced it all in these past few months of dieting. I don't think a single day where I've felt like distended or super bloated or just like really, yeah, just uncomfortable in my stomach. And I mm. think it's because I'm not going for those types of foods. Yeah. Like, um, I, yeah, fortunately I've never really had an issue with that. Mm. But so this prep, I, I think once I had, cause I ate a cup of celery leaves, like <laughs> I didn't even think about it. I just ate it cause it was the first time having celery in a while. Yeah. And yeah, that didn't agree with me. Yeah. Do you like jelly? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't had jelly for... The last time I had diet jelly was in 2015, though. Yeah. I've never had the diet jelly because luckily, I almost feel grateful. Some of them taste a bit like um, the medicine you used to have as a kid, Uh um, which is a bit yucky. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so... But at the same time, when you're prepping, I swear anything tastes mm, good. As long as it has substance to it and you can eat it, then I'm Mm. happy in prep. Yeah. I've just like, ever since I was a kid, I've never liked jelly. Like, and I'm not a picky eater. I'll eat anything but, you know, coriander pretty much and jelly. I just don't like the texture, but I'm almost grateful for that. Konjac is a bit like jelly. Yeah, a little bit. It smells like squid, but uh, no, I think konjac noodles are more like noodles rather than jelly. Even the egg whites you eat are a bit like jelly. No, man. Those aren't like diet jelly. (laughs) 
no way. You can't, don't compare my omelets to the diet jelly. But yeah, I'm grateful I'm not amongst that stuff because I'm, I'm kind of like that too. That's why I don't want to get amongst the konjac noodles because like once I start doing something, like it just, I build a habit mm. very, very quickly. I'm very, Even if you need them for a week and then you don't, you'll still use it. Yeah, because you're like, same. this is just what I do, yeah. right? Yeah, so it's, it's very easy to build habits with eating, but sometimes it is hard mm. to break them. And that's why I'm mindful in my high days because like it's, we've just been talking about low days. Like I have three high days of the week, which is almost half the week. So, and I've kept them basically the same because mm. I don't want to, like for example, I'm still having six slices of bread in um, for my lunch because I just don't want it. And that's funnily enough, my, my lowest carb meal somehow. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I just don't really want to change food sources because like, I could, I'm hungry enough still, or I, I enjoy the thought of food still on those high days enough to be like, okay, I could have like a kilo of potato or mm -hmm. I could have 300 grams of oats, but I don't really want to do that this prep. Yeah. I want to kind of um, make it more realistic as to what my carb up might be and get a bit more carbohydrate dense foods as well mm -hmm. because I don't want to be walking around with like with like a distended stomach the whole day yeah I'm the, I'm the same I think it's good that we keep you know our food choices very similar like we both have very diverse diets full of various types of plants and meats and types of fatty acids and all that good stuff but it's diverse but it's consistently diverse right and it just avoids any digestive havoc i even got a question about this on instagram from someone and they were asking me like hey at what point in prep would you cut out these certain types of foods like you know in peak week would you cut out these certain types of foods like protein bars or something with artificial sweeteners if it was causing you to have digestive issues and i'm like man if i'm going through a prep i never want to have digestive issues you know if something's making you feel uncomfortable don't put up with that. Like it's not worth it in my opinion, at mm. least like I just avoid those foods altogether. Right. Cause I want to feel my best, right? Like body dysmorphia plays enough on you in prep. Like you don't actually want to have a distended stomach. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's definitely not nice. Mm -hmm. And I mean, some people might be okay with that trade off to then be a bit more satiated, but yeah. I, and I'm, I'm a little bit of two minds about it, to be honest, but uh, obviously you aren't, you would rather not be yeah, loaded. But it, exactly. But it just plays in with your scale weight data and it plays in with your progress photos and the way that you feel like if I'm dieting, I just want to feel confident in my body every day. And I want to try to optimize every variable to ensure that happens. Mm, makes sense. Yeah. I guess I've never really had crazy scale fluctuations, So maybe if I did I would um, change my mind. I probably would, to be honest. Yeah, but hell, you guys heard it here first, but let's see how long we go. May who knows, maybe I will eat some konjac noodles. You know, maybe Jack will have some diet jelly. We will all see. There's I'm, many well, months of dieting ahead of yeah. us. <laughs> I'm predicting that I'll have konjacs in probably once I, if I go below 250 carb, I'll, I'll start having them then. Mm -hmm. Because my, but my dinner's already so high volume, so I might, would even have the konjacs in my lunch. I yeah. don't even know. So like konjacs with potatoes? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, tricks up your sleeve if you need them. Mm, definitely. Awesome. Well, I guess that's a wrap for this podcast, right? It's a wrap, yeah. That's cool. a wrap. Well, we'll finish with something that we want to improve on. Awesome. Well, Jack, what do you want to improve this week? So I just want to ensure that I get good sleep. And I mean, I'm always tired. I have pretty good sleep hygiene. So it's just going to be following those patterns I've already established and I mean the reason I'm bringing this up is obviously the puppy so I'm gonna take some precautions I've, I've funnily enough I've 
over the past three weeks, I bought like three different types of earplugs. <laughs> um, I bought this brand called Happy Ears, which I didn't like because like when you, when you, cause I sleep on my stomach. So when you put your ear against the pillow, it digs into your ear, which so is they not didn't nice. Make, they didn't make your ears very happy. No, not at all. <laughs> I don't recommend. Uh, the second pair was just like a store-bought, like the pair you get on the airplane. Mm-hmm. And I bought like two types and like, they're okay. We used them last night and no, those ones that we used last night, those were gnarly. Like I've never used earplugs that good. And like, I've been shooting and hunting with my dad I mean, and yeah, well, like, you've got to wear earplugs. So they're good right? then. They're remarkable. Like, you know, I've, I've been out shooting before with rifles and stuff. And obviously you have to wear earplugs and earmuffs so that, you know, the, the yeah, shotgun. Yeah, we didn't have any gunshots last night. Yeah, but seriously, those things block out more noise than those gunshot earplugs did. Because I put them in, I couldn't hear anything. You were talking right next to me in bed. I was like, what? <laughs> I can't hear anything you're saying. Mm. I couldn't hear a thing. Yeah, so those were gnarly. What brand are those? I don't know. They're just woolly store-bought. Okay. Like they came in a nice, they just look the nicest. Okay. And they're bright green, woolly store-bought yeah. earplugs. Like if you need to block out noise or block out something, get amongst it. Cause those things, you won't hear anything. Who knows? Boston might've been even been making noise last night yeah, and like it probably blocked it out. What I was, uh, I'm actually going to try one more pair and it's like, have you ever used ear earplug putty? Like it's actually like putty you put in, like for when you swim and stuff. Uh, yes, I have. When yeah. I was a swimmer, I used to use those. Yeah, so I'm gonna try that out. I'm, I mean, I'm just trying to search for something that is rest easy with me yeah. and for the long term. Yeah, and I'm thinking the putty might be better because it like yeah. it will mold to your ear and it won't stick out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but earplugs are amazing. And like when you do block out noise, like if you live in a share house, right, and like or someone your neighbor's really loud at night playing music or something, just wearing earplugs at night, right, just amazing. Mm. I did that in uni because I lived right next to a bus stop. Earplugs every single night would just block out the buses, block out my noisy housemates, and I could sleep every single night. So, yeah, you just need to get used to them. But they are. They're a really beneficial aspect to sleep hygiene if, yeah, you are woken up easily or you live at, we live right next to a road Mm -hmm. um, where trucks come and... And there's like five barking dogs on our street, including ours. Mm. (laughs) So like, yeah, they definitely help. Yeah. Awesome. Well, what about you? Yeah. Well, mine this week, I just want to improve an aspect of my posing because when I'm in my back pose and I go around to my front pose, I don't really like that transition right now. Um... I'm just, as I do it more and more, I'm like, man, this could look better. So this past week I've been practicing something new and I've actually incorporated a spin. Gosh knows how Tierra Nelson is in heels spinning, golly gosh. But anyway, I've been practicing this spin and uh, trying to make that look better, right? And then this coming weekend, I am meeting my posing coach, Steph Calms, in person for a posing lesson down the Gold Coast. So I'm going to show her that spin, get her opinion on it. And then hopefully she can help me critique it so that it looks really good. But pretty much this week, I just need to improve that aspect of my posing and keep practicing that, that spin from the back awesome. to the front. Yeah, well, I've already seen some demonstrations and yeah. it's improved a lot already. Thank you. Hey, no tripping, bro. Yeah. <laughs> just spinning. all right guys well thank you so much for tuning in sorry about the dogs you know in the background being puppies and all but anyway thank you very much for tuning into episode 35 if you did enjoy it please remember to take a screenshot post it to your instagram stories tag jack tag myself tag bodybuilding dietitians tag tales of two collies and we'll catch you next week see you guys